You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Danny K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That is where I share my personal deslobification process. So I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. This is podcast number 303. And I think I'm going to call it cars and paper and other overwhelmingly messy things podcast or something like that. Um, So I am talking to Sue in this podcast. Just so you know, we recorded this back in March and I'm incredibly thankful to her for coming on. She is one of the kindred spirits. Um, She's part of my Patreon group. That's what that means. And you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean if you would like to find out more about being a patron of the show and how to apply to do one of these conversations. But I talked to Sue and I enjoyed her conversation a lot. We talked about things, honestly, that I don't really like talking about. Um, But we talked them through just to kind of apply some of the principles that we talk about here to these situations that she was dealing with. So we talked about keeping cars clean. Y'all know I don't like talking about that. Um, We talked about dealing with paper and home offices and such. So ultimately, Sue is doing great in her home, but she's overwhelmed by very specific things that were brought about by very tough circumstances. So we talked things through. I think you're going to find that helpful. Um, Also, before I get started, I wanted to mention... That so, like a year ago, I mentioned that I was going to do a webinar about my writing journey because that's just a question that I get all the time. And I'm like, I can't, I don't, I literally don't have the bandwidth to, um, you know, like train other writers, you know, or like coach people through the process or anything like that. But I love talking about this stuff, like, it's something I thoroughly enjoy talking about. So I thought, I'm gonna do this, put together this thing, this webinar that then if somebody is interested in that, then they can have that. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do it live because here's a little time management tip for those of people like me who are like, um, there's something I really want to do. And I have thought about it and I've worked on it, but is it ever going to happen? We'll put it on the calendar. That's my little thing. So here I'm putting this on the calendar. Finally, it's going to be October 5th, which is a Tuesday evening. It is going to, it's going to be live on that date. This is how I'm making myself go ahead and finally get this thing done that I've been meaning to do. Um, it's going to be live, but it's also going to be recorded from that live. So it's available for you to watch later. If you're not, um, if you don't, you know, if you're listening to this after October 5th, 2021, or if you're like, I'm busy that night, my kids have a soccer game, whatever. Um, you, 
can totally listen after that date. But there are reasons for you to go ahead and do this, like go ahead and sign up before October 5th. And I will tell you more about that at the end of the podcast. But since some of you aren't necessarily of the writing creative type, y'all are all creative in some way, because that's our common thread, y'all, those of us who struggle with these things. But, um, and plus, I believe everybody's creative too. But anyway, if writing is your thing, and you're just like, I want to hear more about how she ended up writing books and stuff like that, um, stay at the end, and I will give more details on that. But that's at aslobchemsclean.com slash write, W-R-T, mm, write, just spell it like writing, you know, W-R-I-T-E, aslobchemsclean.com slash write, um, and that will have more details or listen at the end. Okay, so here we go. Here's my conversation with Sue. Sue, thank you so much for coming on and being willing to, you know, share everything with the whole entire world. Well, thanks for having <laughs> me, Dana. This is awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about you and your unique life situation that you're in. Well, I guess I am part of the sandwich generation where I have a 90-year-old mother and she just moved into independent living. So she left her home of 20 something years. Mm -hmm. And then I have grown kids, one that is 20 and a daughter that's married and son-in-law, and they all happen to move back in at the same time for a short period of time. So my hands are full. But you put in your notes that it's going really well and it's really fun. So that's great, right? It is. Yeah. It absolutely is going well. And for having five adults in one house, I couldn't ask for a better combination. Honestly, it's working out well. Well, and I think you're probably going to look back and be really, really thankful for this time. Absolutely. We happen to have a, a unique situation where our guest area has a separate entrance. So our married kids have their privacy and we have our privacy and yet we can join each other for coffee in the morning. And that's pretty cool. How fun. I love it. I was just talking to um, one of my kids about something and this sounds horrible. I may have her cut this out. I don't know, but we were just talking. This is my 17 year old and um, something came up and I guess it's because my family is an hour away. So we don't actually go and like stay at their house. Like mm -hmm. I always did with my grandparents and something came up and he was like, Oh, you're okay with us coming and staying with you. And I was like, oh. Of course. Okay. I have got to make sure that I make this super clear to my kids that you are welcome to come and stay. Oh, that's funny. That <laughs> anyway, all the yeah. things that you don't know that they're perceiving, you know, and I'm like, how have I not come across as <laughs> being willing for that to happen? But anyway, um, okay. So let's talk about, um, what strategy has had the biggest impact on your home, the biggest positive impact? Well, I would say you're your way of thinking connects with my brain. So absolutely do the dishes and sweep the floor and take out, start with the trash first. Those three basic concepts have been a game changer. But I would say one of the things that I have passed on to a lot of people that you talk about is um, when you pick up an item and you're ready to put that away, the old me used to put it in the place that I would think it should go. And I know that sounds a little bit funny, but when you gave me permission to say, ask yourself this question, where would I first go look for this? And it might be the weirdest location in my house, but 
that is where I, now I go and put it in that particular location. And then when I want to look for that item, I know where to find it. So that's been a game changer. Right. And it becomes a, it's a self-acceptance thing. It's, it's realizing this is how we function and that is perfectly fine. And we're going to be so much less stressed if we just go with it instead of fighting against it and then never being able to find anything. Yep, absolutely. And I, I guess I just never really realized that it was okay to do things that way. I know. Right. Yeah. No, I I completely understand. I, I had to go through that same process of wait, where is this supposed to go versus where does it actually go? And yeah. And accepting that is good. Okay. And then after I read your first book, what, three years ago, I realized that I could really and truly throw away all the organizational books that I bought over the years that I never got through because I'd never understood how these people could, how I could transform into that person, which I couldn't. So now we totally connect, Dana. It's awesome. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I'm like the in-between the, the stuff that people don't even know people need to know. That's right. (laughs) That's, that's where I come in is that's what I always needed. I was like, there is something missing here that I'm there's a long way I need to go before I even get to that point. So that's where I come in. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com clean. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. 
Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dishes step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of your situations that you want to discuss in your house. Well, I would say I've mastered the uh, the art of keeping my house under control. And no, it's not always that's huge. It, it is so huge. And first I'll I'll give you my um my good news portion of this for anyone who might be listening to this, you really can master it. I always wanted to be that person who at a spur of a moment wanted to invite somebody over if they, you know, you can tell if somebody needs to come over and have lunch with you, or if they're just having a rough time, come on over and have a glass of wine. And for so long, I was halted just by, Oh my God, what are they going to think when they walk in the door? And I have, you know, a pile of clean clothes on my living room couch. Well, now I feel like I have mastered keeping things under control and you would not believe I am the entertaining queen. (laughs) That is amazing. And that's wonderful to hear. I love it. It's so cool. I even have people stay overnight multiple times. Like they've come to our house and, you know, it's just so easy. I feel like because of you and your systems that I am the person that I have wanted to be for so long. Now shift that into our business and I'm not there yet. And it's only because I don't really know what to do. So just to give you a little bit of a background, my husband and I are home builders. And so we have a massive amount of paper that comes through our doors and uh, ends up on my desk or I should say in piles on my floor (laughs) in my office. We all know what you mean by in on my desk. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's the portion of my life that if I could, you know, get control of, I would be, well, that and another, we'll talk about the other one later, but Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing. So here's where I say that, you know, you know what I'm going to say, right? That I don't have a business where I don't have a lot of paper, <laughs> mm. like, you know, it, it, because it is a huge, huge struggle. And it, part of it is that for you is that reality. Like this is the business that we have. This is the biggest challenge that we have. What have you done? So, so basically what I'm saying is let's talk through it. Let's try to figure some things out that will be helpful for you by applying the processes that have worked for you in other ways, let's see, how could those apply to this situation? So what are some things you've done that have worked and have lasted? And then we'll talk about some things that you've tried that you thought were going to work that didn't end up working. So what, what are some ways that you have made some improvements? 
Uh, some ways that we've made improvements is I color coded our jobs. Okay. So when we do uh, multiple projects at once, they all have a color and whether that um, so when paperwork comes in, it gets attached to the proper colored worksheet, et cetera. I recently transitioned into big binders that were colored. Okay. So visually I can look at that and go, okay, yeah, that's, you know, one, two, three main street. Perfect. So anyway, that's helped me a lot, but I'm still, I still absolutely struggle with uh, the paper nightmare that comes with having your own business and, and doing it out of your house. Is it an issue of you have excess papers or is it an issue of there are so many papers you really do have to have, and you've got to figure out what to do with those papers? Well, I think it's both. I think if it was only work, that might be one thing, but then combine that with my mother who is 90, all of her mail comes to my house. Mm -hmm. Um, just our general home mail comes to our house and I've put everything I possibly can on auto pay. That's been a lifesaver, yeah. but then there are just those times that they need addressing, you know, and then it's, we may want to cut all this out. No, it's okay. No, I mean, that's because I, I, what you're saying is you've got it coming in from three different places. Oh yeah. And do you have, you said you have, you know, you office at home. Do you have a designated space specifically for I do. home office? Do, do you combine the three different types of paper coming in all in that space? I do. Well, I will tell you a lot of times it ends up in a big Rubbermaid box mm -hmm. and I kind of transport that with me, you know, thinking, oh, I have good intentions and I'm going right. to get through all of this. And it's just, you know, and I can you have three separate smaller Rubbermaid boxes for home, your mom and business. Would that make any difference? I've, you know, I have tried separating it that way. And, uh, I mean, I am a procrastinator when it comes oh, to opening mail. Oh my gosh. It is. I, I mean, I would just about rather do anything else. So, so on that, do you sort it before you put it into, does everything that comes in the mailbox go into that Rubbermaid bin or do you try to remove anything that's not absolutely necessary before you put it in that bin? No, it pretty much goes into that box and then. Okay. That's so that's number that one is to, yeah. even if it's not in the most beautiful place to figure out, okay, that bin needs to be next to a garbage bin or recycling bin, whatever it is that you have. So that as you bring it in, are you usually the one that gets the mail? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as you bring it in, you do a quick and easy sort. So nothing worth procrastinating over. Like, you know what okay. I mean? Like nothing decision-making version okay. of that. Mm -hmm. But even if you have three bins and you just put things into, you know, business, home, mother stuff and mm -hmm. trash with no emotional angst. So like no decision-making, I'm seriously just sorting into there because the problem that is the problem with paper is mm -hmm. And I'm not in the same situation as you. I'm just saying for me, the number one thing I've done with paper is to go straight to the trash can from the 
Um, because do you get junk mail? Oh yeah. Junk mail. And I, I have a lot of Amazon orders and right. You know, that just all piles up boxes and yeah. So, so any of that kind of stuff that you can eliminate, you know, I mean, like I am ruthless about what actually goes in a, it's for me, it's a little plastic tub. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's rubber made. I think it might be sterilite or whatever, but you know, like a paper sized tub, I am ruthless. So, because I'm like, I hate dealing with that I do too. and I'm not going to have to deal with it as soon if I will remove all the easy stuff. So it doesn't fill up as quickly. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Cause once it fills up, then you have to deal with it. Right. Or right. you have to get another one. And then that makes you feel guilty and you feel like you're dreading it even more. So it's like, if I, usually I can go from a stack of 10 things and maybe one or two are actually things that I have to deal with. You know, another thing too, that Cass talks about from, um, Clutterbug is she talks about really broad categories because it feels like, especially with your business, it feels like you are dealing with very, very micro organized things, right? Like very specific things, but acknowledging that it's okay to first start with very broad things, you know, like these are business, what, you know, like I'm trying to think she, she does a, and this is where I always send people to her instead of me, but you know, she talks about like an actual to do file and then a maybe file and having a separation between those things so that these are the things that I might need. Okay. And because I've named it that, yes, that's a broad category, but it also, when I say, am I really going to put something in this? Maybe I'll need it file. Then it makes me acknowledge I'm never going to need this. You know what I mean? Like not everything goes in that. It's literally things that I might end up needing. And I think Dawn talks about this too for minimal mom, but, and then there's an actual, I know there's going to be action. That's going to have to be taken on this, you know, Mm -hmm. that, um, and then the more that you work with those binders, the more don't do, have you felt at all as you've been doing that, that it's helped you identify what really needs to stay and what doesn't need to stay. Well, when I put it into a binder, it absolutely stays for that project. Okay. So if it goes in there, it's important. Absolutely. Right. Right. So has that helped you, has identifying the important stuff helped you notice the unimportant stuff a little more easily? Uh, I'm just still a hundred percent overwhelmed with all the things that don't really have homes and, and maybe that. I just need to create more files. I don't know, you know, things that you might only deal with once a year, like say property tax bills Mm -hmm. or the once a month, you know, I don't even know if you're supposed to save all of your internet bills and cable bills and all of this, you know, I'm, I tend to just procrastinate on that. And then because you're not sure. Right. And all the, all the things that you look at that probably never. Okay. Well, I would say the reducing that the definitely don't let anything go in that Rubbermaid bin. That's not an actual, I really might have to deal with this, like get rid of anything that's junk mail before it goes in there. And that will reduce the overall. Have you ever brought in help to deal with this? I have. And, uh, 
in the past, it hasn't worked out as well as I thought it would. So it's kind of been back on my shoulders. Yeah. That's hard because you thought you were going to get rid of it and then you had to take it back. Yeah. That's really hard. Um, Yeah. I know, you know, I mean, as far as business goes, I know I've had a couple different things. I had a, you know, a friend who, you know, did my bookkeeping for me for a while and then it got overwhelming for her Mm -hmm. and you know, it just, it just kind of, she ended up deciding she couldn't do it anymore. And it was, it was really hard. Cause I was like, oh my word, I can't take this back on, you know, but at the same time it wasn't going great because it was getting overwhelming for her. And she would ask me for the information and I'd be like, I can't deal with it right now. <laughs> Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I ended up hiring a bookkeeper that cost, I think it's like six times as much as I had been paying her, you know, I mean, it was the biggest business expense I had had at the time Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't change it. Like I would, I mean, I absolutely, because they knew what needed to be saved. Now this is different because you're dealing in building stuff, which I have absolutely no concept of what all has to be done there. But as far as like, you know, the bookkeeping side of things, there are bookkeeper. Do y'all have a bookkeeper? We do. We have an accountant. So that is helpful. So, you know, for me, I guess, you know, where the parallel could be, would be like, you know, for me, I knew that she knew the questions to ask. She knew what to look for. She, Mm -hmm. I was paying her more, which made me take seriously more what I was supposed to do. And it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's that, is it worth it to look for somebody again Mm -hmm. who can come in and, and do that? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is exactly that, that you would need. Would you need somebody with experience in that? Because here, here's the thing I've learned is there are people out there who that is their dream job. Yes. Sorting paper. Yeah. (laughs) That's like their dream to do something like that. And to, to physically nail me to the chair is torture, but you know, right. Comes with the territory, but you're right. There are people that love that. And I might have to research that and find that person that would love to organize me. Um, Well, and I know, like I've known people who um, I'm trying to think who it was in my life, but at some point I knew somebody who was like, oh yeah, my mom has a job where she goes three days a week for two hours, like each time and just files papers. Wow. And, and there are, you know, I, there was a time in my life where I would have thought that would be the perfect job for me. You know, I mean, like that would be there are people who would love to have some, a little bit of money for doing that, you know, and I don't know. I don't feel well, like maybe I'm that is something that I can look into because I could train somebody into how to, you know, put things together and then put it before me so that I can pay these people. Yeah. Right. That would be good. Well, like even your, you had mentioned, you know, your daughter and her husband are living with you. I don't know if she grew up in that area and maybe she has some friends who, have kids in preschool right now and would love to, you know, work three hours a week or five hours a week or something. Um, really good thought. I don't know. It it sounds like it's something that makes you miserable. It is. So (laughs) so if it would be possible to delete that from your life, um, I think I've told the story before about my first temp job that I ever got was basically and it was one of those things like how did this happen? They brought me in to organize this woman's office. Really? Which have you had that experience before? No, you no, were just I was some in. random college student 
doing a temp job for the summer. And they were like, here, organize this office. And I was like, I can't do this. It was not a good fit anyway, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I mean, but at the same time, there are people who love to do that. Your daughter might be like, oh, so-and-so loves filing yeah. and paper and organizing. I mean, I can think of friends who uh-huh. that would be so up their alley. And if, when they had kids in preschool, they might just jump all over that to come in That's for a, a great idea. I, I really will try that. How do you deal with emails? Um, I delete as much as I can, um, right away. And then as far as like anything that's extra, whatever I, um, if I answer it, then I archive it. Are you using a Gmail system or do you know? No, I'm just using a Mac mail system. Okay. Um, there's usually a way to archive it, which means that it's out of your inbox, but it's not deleted, you know? So I will respond to someone and then I will archive it, which means that it's going to come up as the whole thread if they email me back, but I'm like, this is off my hand off of me and onto you, you know, other things I do is I, I know you met Jennifer who, um, got you prepped for this call and everything. Um, she does, she handles email for me in a lot of ways, like meaning there are some emails that I answer similarly again and again and again, I read all of them. And if it is one that has an answer, like a lot of times people will email and ask me the question, um, what do I do when I'm taking something where I would look for it first? And that place needs to be decluttered. Like that's a question, which is actually answered in decluttering the speed of life. But for some reason, people email and ask that question all the time. And Mm -hmm. so I have it, I put it in an answer by Jen folder and she goes, because, you know, there's no reason for me to go look up that link and information again and again and again, I just send it to her and she answers that. And then there are other questions like that, where I get similar questions all the time. I have templates set up. Do you answer similar emails on a regular basis? Um, not really, but I'm not good at throwing emails away or, um, archiving. I haven't really archived anything. Okay. I think archiving would help you because it would probably make you feel better. Like I, I, sometimes one of the fears of deleting is, Oh, what if I do need that information someday? You know, where archiving, it's still going to be there. It's just Uh not in your inbox. Um, and then giving yourself permission to unsubscribe from things that you haven't opened in a while, you know, doing deleting groups, not my emails. My emails are always so important if you're on that list, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's, there's, um, I'm trying to think cause in Gmail, what, you know, any kind of email service, you can, um, just search, like, let's say you're subscribed to Zulily emails and you like getting those, but you don't necessarily open them all the time. And then all of a sudden you realize, I think 1200 of the, however many emails I've got are probably Zulily, you know, yeah, just search Zulily. And then you can click on the side, um, like at the top of the column, instead of clicking each individual email, you can usually click at the top button and it will, you know, highlight all of them. And at least in Gmail, it will say, do you want to also delete the other 1100 or whatever? Okay. And, and then delete those. And so you can get a a big chunk out of there at a time, because it's really the same concept as the whole decluttering process, which is where's the actual trash. Like if you will get just the most obvious ones out of there, like either subscriptions that 
if they're about sales, well, then the only one that matters is the one that came today because everything else is expired anyway. Right. That's true. So, you know, getting that out will help that number that's overwhelming to you start to shrink and shrink. And the more that number shrinks, the more you think, Oh, this was worth it. That was kind of fun to see it go from 37,000 to 33,000 or whatever, you know, these are the numbers that would be in my own. (laughs) I have one email address that has a lot. I usually try to keep my work one pretty under control, but, but anyway, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. That's very helpful. Okay. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this show ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today. Listen to this ACAST show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know, starting with the trash and then starting with the easy stuff next, meaning the stuff that isn't going to require me to look something up, you know, like this isn't going to require me to make a decision. It's literally just somebody emailing and saying, do you guys have a website? with Uh house plans or whatever, you know, like those kind of things. And anytime that you find yourself answering the same email a lot, even if you're answering it three times, by the time you answer it the third time, whatever you would write to them anyway, create a template of that. There is probably a way and you can just Google that. But I know in Gmail, there's three little dots at the bottom and you can click on that and it'll say create a template, meaning I can just click this and it auto populates this reply every single time. Um, And it's not automated. It's something that I have to go in and click, but it just saves so much time. And it makes me less, it makes me procrastinate less on actually getting in there and tackling it. I don't know. Okay. That's awesome. Any other questions? I might have to switch over to Gmail for those little nifty things. There are probably, okay. So if you're not wanting to switch over because that in and of itself can feel overwhelming, I know. Um, but YouTube is a great place to be like how to manage my Mm -hmm. Mac email or whatever the, you know, something.com is that your email is, you know, how do I manage that? How do I, um, how to delete a whole bunch of emails at once in, you know, Mac, um, -hmm. something like that. And then it will, it's amazing how they will just like screen share, talk you through exactly what that is. The only thing that's a hint on that is to put the year in that you're in because you don't want something from 2012 that, you know, Oh, good. It's changed since then or whatever. Okay. Does anything else you want to talk about on those things? Well, I think if I could get my email under control and then my paper mail under control, I would be a happy girl. So I'm going to well, go and- Remember, pay attention to what you're saying there because under control, but then you think about how I've come, how far you've come in your house and how it all started with doing the dishes. And so, you know, taking five minutes a day, like doing a five minute cleanup of your email saying, I'm going to give myself permission to delete email for five minutes Mm -hmm. and see what the number is. So pay attention to what the number is, was when you started versus after five minutes. And that will make you realize, oh, I can really make a big impact in just focusing for five minutes and making that its own five minute email cleanup or five minute. I'm going to sort into as broad a categories as I can with my mail for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Love if you that. have, if you have those, those notebooks, then 
it's that same take it there now principle of, Mm -hmm. okay, this came in, it needs to go in this notebook. I'm going to go ahead and do that. And then if by doing that, it helps you start to see the things that, oh, this doesn't actually need to go anywhere. This is trash, you know, just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yep. And I'm actually looking into a software program that might take care of my paper end of things. So I'm doing a little research on that. Well, good. Good. Yeah. So that's good. Um, okay. Is there another question that you want to talk about or situation? Um, how do you, and I know we, I know that I've heard this on your podcast before, maybe it's even in one of your books, but keeping your car under control with just some simple tips. Now I do, uh, I have a subscription for a car wash, which I absolutely adore because I can just go through if I wanted to go through, you know, every day of the week, they would let me and they have vacuums there. So that's awesome. It's just the other things that tend to collect. Yeah. So I am terrible at my car. I mean, I, I really am like, I cannot give any, that's generally my answer. When somebody asks me about cars, I'm like, I have nothing. I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, really it, it's, it comes down to the same basic principles of, you know, giving yourself permission to just deal with trash. And this is all coming from me and my car right now as an embarrassment. Like I don't, you know, so this is, this is just me going, okay, how do you tackle this? How should I probably tackle it too? But you know, it's that same because for me, generally my car, the problem is trash and easy stuff. You know, it's those first two steps of the decluttering process, because there's not a whole lot of, you know, actual putting things in a real home that's in the car. Right. But, you know, and I think it's, again, that five minute thing of, okay, you know, and how can you pair things? How often do you go through for the car cleaning for car washing? Oh, at least once a week, at least. That's awesome. That's great. I love it. Um, Can you pair anything with that? Like even just a quick trash throw away or. Oh, absolutely. You know, one thing that I just thought of while we were talking is, you know, I probably should just put a trash can in my garage, like next to my car. Yes. So that when I open my door, Mm -hmm. because I don't really have one there and it would be easy enough to do. Yeah. Um, having that super convenient existing thing, um, even if while you're, do you stay in your car while you go through the, I do. Okay. I don't know. I don't go through my husband does that for me. So, um, do you have to like have your hands on the steering wheel the whole time or no, no, it drives it through for you. Okay. So even if you said, okay, now when I go through that, I am going to gather up all the trash. I'm going to gather up all the easy stuff and put it in the front seat. So, you know, as much as I can get, obviously you're not gonna be climbing all over the car, but as much as I can reach, it's that, it's that breaking it down to something where I'm like, is this really going to make a difference? Would it really make a difference for me to do that? And yet it probably would, you know, just the three minutes or however long it takes to go through the car wash say, I'm going to use that same time where I'm focused on my car anyway, to gather up as much trash as I can. And then there's a trash can right outside, you know, my car, when I get in the garage and I'm gonna put it right in there. You know, I just thought of something. I bought these really cute tiny little, I think they're three gallon trash bags for, for tiny trash cans in yes, your back uh-huh. here. And they have little blue drawstrings. I could probably just keep one of those in my car. And then 
keep the trash in the trash bag. What a concept. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. It, or even keep a, I don't know how big the box is. I'm trying, I'm thinking that's yeah. probably about the same size as like what I got when my son went to college for his little trash can. And it was a little bitty box. Like I remember ordering it and it was, you know, not a big box. You could maybe mm -hmm. even put it in your console or your glove compartment or something mm -hmm. so that as you go through, yes, ideally you've been putting things in the trash bag as it comes along. But even if you don't, there it is. And the fact that you're going through the car wash is a reminder to grab a trash bag and just stick what you can inside of it. Exactly. Um, you know, using that natural reminder that you already have anyway, um, mm -hmm. where you're focusing on that. I don't know if that helps or not, but good stuff. Yep. I get it. Y'all I'm, I'm really, I don't know if I've helped you or not. <laughs> no, I think you have. Absolutely. Sometimes it just and helps to talk through things. One of the thing that the things that has helped me recently is, uh, going through my mother's home and she was a, she is a very neat and clean person. Uh, everything had its place. So I didn't have to go through major amounts of things, but still what, what we did was, you know, sort through, we turned her home into an Airbnb. So it That's could so not cool. have anything personal in her home. So that in itself was a big challenge. And then we did some remodeling to her house, put in new flooring, new baseboards, new light fixtures, some gently used furniture that I found. And it's really, it's transformed me into thinking, okay, I don't need as much stuff as I have. I'm very, very intentional because my daughter and I do all of the cleaning each time a guest leaves and then one comes we pick up every single item. So it's so important to me. I'm a shopper. So I I'll end up at, you know, one of the stores. I'll think, Oh, this is so adorable. Oh, it would look so cute there. And then I really have to say, but do I want one more thing to pick up physically, pick up dust, clean and put back And I said, Nope, everything, all the pictures are taken. It's perfect the way it is. And so that's been a real inspiration to me. And it's flipping over to my my, my own home, because now so I'm cool. taking yeah. a second look at everything around me and I'm saying, okay, I've kind of had it this way for many years. We're ready for a redo and that's happening probably this summer. And I've already informed my husband, Hey, we are going to lighten the load. And it's going to be so similar to that. We're decluttering it at the speed of life, baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get rid of a lot of stuff. And then it just feels so much more freeing to me to be in her house. Well, and it's like, I mean, are you able to just walk in and just clean? Yes. Just we have, clean. A, we yeah. have a system down. I have duplicates of all of the bedding and, uh, I've gone pretty OCD about it just because not only with COVID, everybody is extra aware of cleanliness. But I also think if I were to stay in someone's home, I would want everything to be washed, everything oh, down to absolutely. the pillow protectors. So, you know, we have doubles of everything. And so we do have a little system when we go in where we first strip everything and everything goes out on the front porch to be taken away to clean, you know, mm -hmm. laundered. Yeah. And then everything gets sprayed with a disinfectant and 
while that's drying, we're doing something else. So yeah, we've got a good system down, but it is work, but yeah. it's been satisfying work. Right. And, and it just is such a great example of how much easier it is to clean when there's not extra stuff that doesn't actually oh. need to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I look at my own home and I'm, I tend to not throw things away if they're still good. And then I think, well, you know, how much money did I spend going to Costco and just buying all white towels for this house? I don't need, you know, four different colors. Right. And you open the linen closet and it literally just has extra towels. It's not filled with everything else. It's not every towel I've ever owned. My husband is kind of old school where you could not throw away a towel because he might need that to wash the car. Well, we don't right. wash our own cars anymore. It's like, why do we need bags of towels? Who has the car subscription thing? <laughs> the car wash. Exactly. <laughs> Let's take these towels. And now I'm taking them to, uh, we have a thrift store that, that works with the animal shelters and they're constantly needing towels. Oh, that's so, so great. Yeah. Makes me feel good about getting rid of my towels now. That's great. That's great. And I think it's, it's one of those things where sometimes you forget, oh, we've, we've moved into a different phase of life where we're paying someone to wash our cars now. You know I mean? Like, wait, Completely. we don't do that anymore. And yet it was automatic to keep things because you used to do that. And then to realize, wait a minute, we, we don't do that where it might be something similar to, you know, like for somebody who didn't have kids and now does have kids. There are certain things that as we know, you don't necessarily need anymore. You know, you just don't, there's, you're in a different phase of life. And so mm -hmm. letting that be a, a way to let you let stuff go. That's great. I love that. I love that story too, of the, I, I think we've had that conversation before in kindred spirits about when people go stay. I mean, I've had the same experience. I go stay somewhere and I'm like, we have everything we need. And yeah. it's so nice to not have extra stuff that I'm shifting mm -hmm. around. It's so nice to live in a space with just what we need and then wanting to come home and apply that to, you know, mm -hmm. our everyday house. That's great. Anything else that you want to talk about? Oh, just how much I love you and how much you changed my life for the better. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> oh, no, whatever. It, 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 I, I just feel like the, uh, the kindred spirits, the, Patreon group is really amazing. And if, I don't know if some of your listeners have not checked into that, it's not that much money a month. What is it? $5. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, if you glean one, one thing a month, yeah. you've more than paid for it. Right. Well, so, I mean, it's kind of like I talked about recently, you know, living after your clutter threshold and just like, you know, what is it that you need? Maybe you do want to move on to something else because you're done. But for so many of us who struggle, we just need that consistent reminder. We need that reminder that, oh yeah, that's right. I got to wake up and do the dishes again tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like that's it, it or before I go to bed or whatever it is, you know, but like I I've got, it's not just over, you know what I mean? And so it's just kind of a, a consistent reminder that yes, we're all working on these same things because that's just part of life and, um, mm -hmm. and to and do that in an understanding a, place. And not being an organized person by nature mm -hmm. to have somebody kind of hover over your shoulder and say, turn your dishwasher on tonight, yeah. even if it's not a hundred percent full. And then first thing in the morning, unload that dishwasher so that you can start your day 
in a clean kitchen is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a huge impact. Well, I love that. Thank you. Okay. So we cut out a little bit because we got into kind of, you know, some things that are really, you know, um, have really affected how much you have taken on over the last, um, several years. Okay. So you shared with me that you've taken on a bigger role, um, as far as the work that you have to do. Um, you've taken on a lot more responsibility and a lot of that you really enjoy, right? That's correct. I do. Yeah. But then you have this part that you hate. And so <laughs> my advice to you is to view your time and your energy as a container because the container concept makes sense to you in physical surroundings, right? Absolutely. Yep. So, so look at your, look at your mind and your energy and all that as a container, because it is, I mean, there is a limit to how much you can do. That's why I have Jennifer answer emails for me because mm -hmm. not even because it took so much time when I actually did it, but because I would read them and think, Oh, I want to respond. And then I would not respond because I didn't have the time right then. And then it would nag at me and it, yes. it was eating away that energy and that mental ability to focus on the things that I did need to be focusing on. So by passing that off to someone else, I was able to take that, that chunk of stuff out of my container of time and energy so that I had more room for the things that I do need to be doing that only I can do. So that's what I'm hearing from you in your situation is maybe you used to be able to handle the paperwork and you never liked it, but sure. now you've added on all these other things, which you kind of enjoy more anyway, but it's a lot more pressure. And yet you still are doing the paperwork. And if you could bring somebody else on to do that, you know, yeah, I think that's a, that's a beautiful way to put it. I never looked at my time, energy, my mental clarity as the container concept. I'm very familiar with your container concept and, you know, it's so basic and yet it's so profound that uh, it absolutely should be transferred over to, to us mentally because you can only do so much and why clutter up your brain and your mind with things that you don't enjoy anyway, if you can find somebody that you can pay to take that part on and free you. Yeah, absolutely. percent. Well, and somebody, I know finding the right person can be hard. So I'm not going to just be like, Oh, just find somebody, whatever. I know that can be hard, but also knowing that there is somebody out there who might love doing this, mm -hmm. just like you love doing these other things that you're not able to put your full time and energy into because of these other things weighing on you, whether you're doing them or not doing them or they're weighing on you. Yeah. yeah. So finding, finding that person where that is their gift so that you can focus on the things that you're gifted at. I think that is perfect. And I'm going to take that and run with it for sure. Okay. Well, good, good. I hope that was helpful. And I, I just really appreciate you being willing to come on here, being willing to share your story. I appreciate you being a kindred spirit. That means a lot to me. So well, thank you, Dana. And I really appreciate you. And I hope that the entire group just, uh, of kindred spirits. I, and I'm, 
I just get so much out of that group on Facebook, your super secret group, because whether it is posing a question and somebody else has been through it, or if you just get kind of in this little rut and you want to post a picture and then three hours later, you post the after picture and you get, <laughs> you get all the pats on the back and applause or keep going. And it's yeah. just really an awesome group. Which then inspires you later to post something again later. Cause it was like, well, that felt nice when everybody was cheering me on for something that we don't usually get cheers for. So that's right. That is <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. And it was thank so you. nice to visit with you today. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay. Didn't you love that conversation with Sue? I just, uh, anyway, I love doing these conversations and I do want to say, I think I meant to say this in the thing ahead of time, but anyway, um, I did, I meant to say that, um, y'all I've come a long way on paper. Like I had a podcast, what, two or three episodes ago where I talked about how I have personally solved my paper issues. Now my system that I have started using is pretty simple. And I, I think Sue is dealing with a lot more, a lot more paper than what I deal with because of, you know, her unique situation. So all the same things still apply because even though I've come up with a system, the decluttering part, the dealing with an overwhelming task amount that all still applies. Okay. But yes, I have finally started to feel competent on my paper, which is nice. Um, but I wasn't back in March when we recorded that. So, okay. So let's talk about, um, if you are interested in the writing journey webinar that I'm doing again, that's at a slob slash write the B R I T E. So as I said, I'm going to do this on October 5th. It will be live. You can come watch it live. Um, it's going to be about two hours because I talk a lot like, and I have a lot of things to share from my 12 years of writing. <laughs> um, you can watch it all live. You can watch it later as a recording. You can watch part of it live. You can go back and watch it. The thing is, it's going to be through Teachable, which is where I've personally where Teachable is where I have hosted my courses in the past. Okay. So I'm doing it through there. So if you sign up now before October 5th, you're going to get the link to come attend it live on October 5th. And then after October 5th, it's going to be the video recording in Teachable for anybody in the future who wants to get it and, and listen to it. So it's going to be $24 before October 5th. So after October 5th, it will go up in price. Okay, so you want to get in before that. The other reason why I encourage you to go ahead and do this before October 5th is that those who are in it, you know, in the course before, uh, which is not really a course, it's a webinar, but it's hosted on this course platform. Um, those who are in there before October 5th have the chance to ask questions for a Q&A that I'm going to do two weeks after October 5th. Okay. I will give a definite date later, but it'll be right around two weeks after that. Okay. So what that means is you can watch the, the two hour webinar that I'm doing, but then I'm going to have a forum where you can then ask me, you know, questions about either what I said or things that you were wanting to know that I didn't cover. So those who are 
joining at this point before October 5th, y'all are the ones who get to ask the questions for the Q&A, okay? Because I know people are going to have questions and there's going to be things you want clarified or you're going to want more details on um, that I still didn't even talk about in the whole two hours of talking. And there will still be more things you're going to want to know. At least I would be that way. Um, But those who go ahead and sign up now are going to be the ones who can ask those questions that I will then do another live thing where I answer the questions, get through the ones that are submitted ahead of time. So the first one's going to be webinar form. It'll really just be me that can be seen. Okay. You'll be there live, but you're not going to be on camera. The second one is going to be a much more normal Zoom meeting where you will, um, be able to be on camera and I will answer questions for part of it. And then I will, you know, the the questions that were submitted ahead of time, but then I will also take live questions during that. So that one's going to be more of a meeting, like you can be on camera and we can have a conversation in that second session that comes two weeks after October 5th. Does that make sense? Okay. So yeah, there we go. Uh, if you want to find out more about that, go to islamcomesclean.com slash write, W-R-I-T-E. And if you would like to become a patron of the show, and because we talked about kindred spirits, um, if you want to be a patron of the show, go to patreon.com slash islamcomesclean. Okay, I think that's everything. I will talk to you guys later. <laughs>